Bless you, Lord. Ten characteristics. He displays an insatiable hunger for God. Number six, when thou wentest after me, Jacob said, remember this, Jacob is heading home. I'm going to find you in your secret place. I'm not going to let you alone. I'm coming to where you are. I remember one preacher said, God, if you don't come down here and bless me, I'm coming up there. He was determined to pursue God with his whole heart, with his whole being. He wasn't satisfied with Christianity as normal. He wasn't satisfied to go to a church that played church. He said, I want a touch from God. And he said, then God came down and blessed him. And he said, it went on for hours. And he said, finally, I realized my strength was leaving my body. I had no more strength left. And he said, God, if you don't quit, I'm coming, all right. I'll be dead. He said, I thought God had answered my prayer. <laughs> I long for the day when we're here until dark. So we say, that did it. I'm finding me another church right now. <laughs> if you're pursuing after God and you're hungry for God, you will not run from the presence of God. This is why I do not believe that people say, well, now you've got to be careful about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It might scare some people. It might scare the hell out of them. Some of them need that. This are full of religion and tradition and sin and everything else. A good dose of the Holy Ghost might be just what they need. Be just like black broth or X-lax. It'd just do them a world of good. <laughs> Bless God. Now, you, you say, boy, you shouldn't preach like that. Well, hey, a big old pastor of a, a big Assembly of God church in Atlanta, Georgia, said it well before I did. He said, well, every church needs a good bowel movement once in a while. a lot bigger than I am up the pole. I hear preachers all the time, we want revival, we want revival. Boy, we had 150, we had 200, we had 300. You don't want revival, you want numbers. You get revival, half of that crowd you've been entertaining will go, ah! and hit the back door faster than you can say scat. See? See what you've done? You got me off. Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. When you get a hold of something divine, you get a hold of something bigger than you are. Holy Spirit comes from communion with the Father and the Son. When he comes in, goosebumps, tremors, you know you're in the presence of God. Tiredness goes. Sleepiness is gone. Hunger is gone. All you know is that you're in the presence of something so awesome that you can't let go. You've got a hold of something. You won't let go and it won't let go. The Bible says that that being, and there is theological debate as to who that being was. Some think it was an angel. I think it was a pre-incarnate visitation of the Son of God myself. I think it was Jesus. Jesus said to him, let me go. God had to ask a man to let him go. <laughs> Jacob had such a hold on God. God said, let me go. Oh, folks, I am way beyond. Now I lay me down to sleep. 
park my car across the street. I am way, way, way beyond that. But stay with me. Jacob said, uh-uh. <laughs> yes. He latched on to that being and he said, I will not. Now, how is it that a man can hold on to God and God have to ask permission of the man to let him go? Couldn't God just say, quit, I'm out of here? No, he can't. Because it's not a matter of law, it's a matter of relationship. God said, I will come to that person who praises me. I inhabit, I dwell there. Jacob was in the Old Testament economy where they were not yet filled with the Spirit the way you and I are. The Spirit would come upon them, but only for special anointings and special services. Jacob, though, had must have caught a glimpse of this New Testament truth that we could get a hold of God, we could contain God in this physical being. And there for that instant in faith, he had that hold on God that he could say, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. And so Jesus said, uh-huh, you got it, don't you, Jacob?